Thank you. Welcome to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman, here kind of with Jake Seawalk, here virtually with Jake Seawalk. How are you doing today, Jake? I'm good. I'm just How's chill. that coffee? The coffee is good. Coffee's from Kosar's. Cup two? Um, cup like, I drank half a cup as we were just kind of warming up, and now I, I refilled it, so I'm on like okay. cup, cup 1.5. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so you want to do this Game of Thrones recap? That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> Season six, episode nine, Battle of the Bastards, Game of Thrones. Here we go. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Hold on. The Game of Thrones recap with Jake and Nick. All right. So we're going to split this up into a synopsis and analysis and then a synopsis and analysis because basically it was kind of two episodes. It was, as you could say, a song of ice and fire, to take it from a really, Ooh. really nerdy, nerdy example. So we'll start with the fire. In Marine, Danny is back. Boy, she's pissed. Peter Dinklage is trying to get talk his way out of the whole situation. They're trying to figure out how to deal with the slavers' fleet. They go to talk about a surrender. The slavers think that the surrender is them. They are going to surrender. Basically, she says, oh, no, I have this giant dragon. Uh, and you sort of see finally, and we've seen it before, but really the power of the dragons, why basically the Targaryens could take the entire realm with only, with basically by threat of dragon. And uh, Danny rides Drogon, the other two dragons show up, I think it's Rhaegal and Viserion, and they burn the entire fleet. Um, whoa, back whoa. At, they only burn like one or two ships. They burn at least ten ships. Go back Maybe. and watch. But they, the, they but burn they, a lot. But they keep, Shock and awe. They keep the fleet, though. That's important. Do they keep the fleet? Do they we know keep, that? They keep the fleet for her to bring her soldiers. Do we know that? Yes. Oh, because later on when, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when they're talking. Okay, in the throne room. Sorry. Okay, so they keep some of it, but they burn. They, they, they burn. They burn enough that they, uh, immediately, that they immediately surrender, basically. Right. Um, they go... We go back basically to Masandai and Grey Worm and Tyrion, and they say to the masters, "Okay, one of you has to die." And they offer the Lowborn in classic master fashion. Grey Worm pulls out a sweet moves and kills the two Highborn. That was one, such a sweet move. It's probably <laughs> the coolest moment of Grey Worm's life. We can, I think, we can say he's had some good moments, but that was pretty. That was cool. pretty cool. And he's he's been down for the last season. He so has. I'm, that was I'm pretty. That was that. pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, basically, and then we see Dario and the Dothraki come in and slaughter the Sons of the Harpy, who are on the edge of the city for some weird reason. That was dumb. Um, I guess they're killing people who are trying to flee when I the think city's under siege. I think they're, try- they're killing people that are trying to get back into the, lo- the locked gates. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, it's consolidating all of Danny's power. And then later, also in Marine, um, Danny and Tyrion in the throne room meet with Theon and Yara. And basically, uh, this was a, Tyrion this was a great scene. Was a great scene, and Tyrion tells um, Theon and everyone how much of a dick Theon used to be, and it was sort of a nice remembrance of all of that. And they offer Danny a, sh- uh, a fleet or the rest of the fleet they need um, in return for helping overthrow Euron and recognize the independence. Danny agrees to assist. Uh, gets a little flirty with Yara. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much it. And that's where we are left in the marine storyline. Jake, what'd you think of the fire end of the ice and fire? I thought it was a a great episode for Danny. 
I thought it was a very entertaining one. Um, I'm very excited to see what happens next. So what do you think is going to happen next? I mean, they're they're not. I mean, there's not a lot of like analysis the, to be done, especially not in this a whole episode. lot. I think I just think next episode she bounces. Next I, episode I she's, she's on to Westeros. I think she's finally off to Westeros in the next episode. Okay. She's got the ships now, and she's got the men. She's got the full-grown dragons. I think she's ready to go. Do you think? Do you think they run into Euron, or they're going to meet him in Westeros? Um. It's hard to say. I think that he... It depends on what he's doing. It depends on if he's coming straight for her or if he's going to find his own ally somewhere. Well, I thought he was coming straight from her. But maybe he knows... I think that maybe he knows down. now what's, going to, what's gone down and maybe he goes and tries to find his own allies. Okay. Um, what about uh, Peter Dinklage in this episode? So uh, we talked last week about how he was nominated for an Emmy for this episode. Did you think it, he lived up to that hype, or do you think he deserved that Emmy domination for this? I'm not sure. The thing is, I think they just really wanted to only nominate one episode. Right, um, okay. And so they chose this one. I thought he was very good in it. But um, he hasn't really I, done much this he, whole season. He did have one great scene in this episode where he reminds Danny of her past right. and convinces her to make a pretty critical decision. Um, I think that that kind of isn't... And what was the decision just for... It was to basically spare everyone um, and not just go out and kill everyone mercilessly. Not destroy the entire and, and cities. It, you know, it's smart for a lot of reasons. One is because it saves, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. And two is um, now she has ships. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, how happy does Danny look while she's burning people alive? <laughs> It's like the happiest we've seen her. Satisfied. Oddly yeah. satisfied. Yeah, very, very satisfied. Very powerful. All right, anything else about Marine? No, let's go to let's go to Winterfell. Let's go to kind of the main the main feature, I'd guess, in this episode. Marine was interesting and important, but the ice side was really what stood out to me. So we have John we go to Winterfell, we have John Sansa, Tormund, Davos meet with Ramsey and his advisors before uh, the battle, Ramsey basically taunts John, and you can tell from the beginning John is just gonna fall directly into whatever trap he has. I mean, you see sort of a major character flaw in John in this situation, in that he has one speed, which is hero. It's hero. Not really, it's just blind hero. hero. It's just blind, blind hero. hero. <laughs> so yeah, blind hero basically. So uh, Sansa still has not told John about her ulterior plan. Um, which she probably should have, but it ends up helping out. So after the battle plan, um, Sansa basically, after they discuss a battle plan, Sansa criticizes him for not allowing her input. And basically her input is that Ramsay is going to lure you into a horrible situation. And he's like, no way. And then he does. Spoiler alert. Um, later, John meets with Melisandre, who says, um, and tells her not to resurrect him if he goes into, ba- if he dies in battle. Um, Sandra basically says, no, I'm going to do whatever the Lord of the light wants. And, uh, it's like one of the best, the best scenes in the movie, I think, or in the whole show, I think when she says, uh, he's like, what sort of God would do that? And she says the one we have, I don't know. I thought it's pretty, uh, pretty telling for the whole, the whole show. It's sort of like, eh, not, not a happy one. Just sort of one that does whatever he wants. 
so the armies gather. Um, I was sort of convinced when you see wa- Davos walking along the side of camp that you're gonna, that Ramsay was going to attack overnight or do something sly like he has in the past. But really, Davos walks over to the pyre where Shireen is burned and finds the wooden stag he carved her, which is significant because he's yes. going to kill, kill Melisandre 100p. He, I mean, sorry, Jake. I have, I, have an, I, have an, I have a different theory on that. We'll get to that. Okay, cool. But basically, he realizes that she's dead is the at least thought process that we're supposed to think. The ar- the armies gather the following morning. Um, Ramsey brings out Rickon, and for the next, like, eight minutes, I was convinced Rickon was going to die right away. He has, the, he has the noose around his neck, and then he takes the knife, and he cuts him down. Tons of tension building. Um... Then he tells Rickon to run. He starts lazily shooting arrows at him. Eventually, when he's close to John, he hits him and kills him. Heartbreaking makes you hit, makes your literally hate of, literally heartbreaking. <laughs> literally heartbreaking shoots him right through the heart. Um, your hatred of Ramsay, at least for me, just skyrocketed at that moment. It's like, all right, let's go. Time to go. And the way they sort of built it up really lured that. Um, John, who has run forward to help. Ramsey in his blind hero or sorry to hide to help Rickon in his blind hero state is trapped in no man's land with arrows shooting behind him. He runs forward for one of the best shots of the entire show where he's pulling one of the best his sword shots out, of the entire show. It was pulling incredible. his sword out in front of everyone. It was amazing. Um, and then everyone comes in and sort of saves him. And what follows is sort of the one of the bloodiest depictions of a battle I've ever seen. They're literally people fighting on top of dead bodies. Yeah. At one and this point. Is a, it just now gets insane at this right. point. So, and at one point, um, their forces, uh, Ramsey's forces surround John and the wildlings. They're being pushed in in this sort of horrible manner. It's the... It, Ramsey gets like the phalanx going. The old, right. Like the old Roman battle technique. And uh, they like push them into the middle and almost nothingness. John kills like probably a hundred people. Pro- I mean, probably. we get like a sweet like bloodless scene of him just covered in like, blood, dirt, and, and blood, and just, just attacking just like, people. Like one hundred, like you can basically only see his eyes. Right. Just pretty crazy. Um, just when it looks like all is lost, the Knights of the Vale with Peter Baelish, Littlefinger come riding in. Sansa looks. Very happy. They defeat the Bolton soldiers. Ramsay runs away into Winterfell, and he basically said, the uh, commander at Winterfell is like, well, what are you doing? We have no army. He's like, well, Winterfell can withstand anything. Then 1-1 one, one shows up. Breaks the door down. And breaks the door down. Um, <laughs> and the final act of heroism. But In the funniest foil of all time between Hodor and 1-1. One, one. Yes. Hodor holds the door. 1-1 one, one breaks it the hell down. Um, they follow through, and what... And then, like the probably, honestly, my favorite, my favorite two minutes of the show, maybe ever, where um, Ramsay is shooting arrows at Jon Snow, and he is l- stopping them at point blank range with a shield, and then just, just beats, beats the just beats the shit, shit out of Ramsay, <laughs> which everyone has wanted for. He just beats the seasons. Sh- he beats the crap out of him. My <laughs> yeah, he just, God, he just. Uh, Hits him a lot, it's just, and then it's just left hook, right hook, left yeah, hook, and then right hook, left Sansa, hook. um, basically hints she wants to kill him, basically, and she does with his own hounds, his own hounds, and with that, uh, ba- oh, and they they fly the Stark flag at Winterfell. It's awesome. Boom. I'm looking forward to uh, the wo- the wolf being on the 
on Winterfell in the opening credits again. Oh, yeah, true. I didn't even think about that. It's been a, so, a flayed man for a long time now. So that's uh, that. this episode tied up a lot of different storylines, brought a lot of things together. The Starks are finally back at Winterfell. By the way, 1-1 one, one dies. Rest in peace, 1-1. One, yes. one. Um, um, we'll have to find a way to get him into the intro. I'll work on that. I think that it was one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. I think that you had an interesting slip-up earlier when you accidentally called it a movie. Um, yeah, and I think uh, that's it was that, movie I think that's it actually so- pretty reflective of what the episode it, was like. Boy, was it long. It set an, a record on IMDb for most votes um, and still a perfect 10 out of 10 rating. That's amazing. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, there weren't a lot of things you could see wrong with it. I mean, it... It was even, a crazy, though it, even though it had a kind of cliched rescue scene, it was still a really pretty incredible episode. Yeah, I think the uh, my one problem with it was seeing all the arrows hit the dead little boy <laughs> in the battle scene. Just seemed Maybe. like a lot, and and like the gruesome battle was. But they had some amazing shots, some movie like camera work. Yes, I would say. Um, now I want to see what your uh, predictions are on some. Well, oh, wait, oh, wait. Before we go for next episode, I have a couple of questions about this. Yes. this one for you. So, what did you think of Ramsey's death? Did you think it was fitting? Did you? I've been saying from the last all season that Sansa was going to kill him. So, put that one on the yes. board. Yes, um, I definitely thought it was fitting for him. Um, it's hard to see how. No, I you think it was fitting. fitting? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm glad Sansa got in the last laugh. How significant is it that Rickon is dead, considering he was the, really the last heir of Winterfell? I think I think I think pretty important. I think it's going to play to be pretty important in the next okay. episode. Um, and what? How much has Sansa grown? I mean, she's now like she went from the beginning of the season to still being under lock and key, basically. I mean, she had just gotten out to being a real leader now. Yeah, and a player in the game. She's, I don't, I don't necessarily know how much she's changed as a person, but she's, she, I think that she kind of left Winterfell like taking on this kind of attitude of revenge. But she's really, uh, boy, has her position changed. But well, and it also, uh, it's interesting how well she played Jon Snow. She knew exactly what he was going to do. Yes. And Peter yes. Baelish, she brought in Peter Baelish to come and save the day. The question is, how much does he demand in return? It's a good question. So with that, you want to move on to the next episode? Yes. All right. So plot line one. What do you think happens in King's Landing? I mean, I think Cersei burns the whole thing down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think think, think there's one last confrontation, and I think think Cersei burns the whole thing down. Who do you think dies? Um... I think Cersei dies. I think Tommen dies, and I think the High Sparrow dies. Yeah, I also think that uh, Kevin might die. He I, might bite possible. the dust. I th- I think that this I think, is the storyline that has the most. I think Marjorie stays uh, around. Like, I think so too. I think that this is the storyline that has the most to uh, tie okay. up. Um, well, what do you, right. what do you think? We go. I think that somehow Tommen is going to be killed, yeah. 
and that is going to lead Cersei to go to, go Cersei to burn it. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I, that's what I think is going to happen. Um, in the Riverlands, we have the Freys and Jamie and Bronn and Edmir. Um, at yep. the twins. What do we think happens there? Uh, what's the name of the dad, Frey? The guy that facilitated the Red Wedding? Walder. Walder. Um, I think Arya kills him. I think that's the opening scene of next episode. Him giving a speech and her cutting off his head or something epic, which is going to be pretty crazy if it happens. Um, with everyone else, I'm not sure. I don't know if they really matter that much. I mean, I think they brought Walder Frey back for Arya to kill him as her like redemption tour of King's Landing begins. Definitely possible. I think that we're going to have uh, Red Wedding 2.0. With, but return, I, but off, I think it's opposite. Be a, I, I think it's, right. I think it's be a lot more than Walder Frey that By gets Arya? killed. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think possibly by Jamie. Interesting. 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 Um, I think that this is going to be a really interesting scene. Okay. Um. All right. What do we think happens with Danny? I think it's just going to be her she, going to she Westeros. She and Jon Snow at this point are very one-speed characters, which is weird because they've been around for so much. They really don't have much depth to them anymore. It's they are. Danny's going to act like Danny as a conqueror and as a intense sort of badass, and, whoa, and Jon Snow acts the last hero. Epi- last episode, last episode changed that though with Danny. I think that was like the important scene we had with Tyrion, where she switched from acting as a conqueror to acting as someone that facilitated a like an advantageous surrender for herself, kinda, and then burned hundreds of people. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I think she she really has one speed. I think Tyrion is the more interesting part of those two. I I think both of their storylines have actually kind of run their interest. I mean, there's only one direction Danny can go. We know she's really powerful now. We know she's heading to Westeros. We know she's going to ultimately either fight or meet up with Jon Snow. I mean, the how much she's heading... I think she's probably going to end up at King's Landing first, it seems, unless she goes and helps with the White Walkers. So, I don't know. Um, but, so, I don't I don't know how much... I think she heads to Westeros. I don't know how much more there is for her to do. I think what the things that are left, I'm really excited for her to do is meet people is to show up you know and to show up and people bow to her i mean it's gonna be cool what do we think happens with bran that's a big cool big i just think that we're gonna get the 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 finish of uh the tower of joy scene i yes i think that's that's probably how the season's gonna end um, the question is, though, I think there are two directions they can go, and it sort of seems how these episodes go. They go either they are centered around the north. This is now, when now that everything has happened. Well, the, there's Things are either centered on the north for the most part or centered on the south for the most part. There's not a lot of – this season there hasn't been a ton of in-between. Um, right. And the show isn't really good at switching back and forth between the two because – there a lot. There's a lot of depth to the stories that you have to hit on, and you can't just hit things quickly. So we couldn't just have like a quick brand scene, because conceivably he's traveled pretty far with his uncle, and um, the question I guess is whether or not he crosses over the wall and uh, potentially brings right. it down with the mark on his arm. Right, that's the question. I don't think we're going to see that until next season, but I think we will see a. I, I think agree. We will see a flashback. Okay, quick rundown. Do we get check-ins from the wall? No. Do we get a check-in from Sam and Gilly? No. 
Do we get a check-in from Varys? Yes, and he's... Mm, yes. Where do you think he's going? I think he's headed to Dorne. That's what I think. Also. I think he, who else does he have left to sway? Unless he's unless 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 he shows up at King's Landing and and facilitates something ridiculous, right? Um, and then you you do think that we'll see from Arya. You think we'll see from her at the? I think Arya is um, going to be a main a main character in this episode. Cool. Um, and then we also are going to get the aftermath at Winterfell. So here's my prediction. My prediction is that Davos is going to have John execute Melisandre and when he does he does his his sword is going to catch on fire and he will fulfill the prophecy of being the prince that oh, was promised interesting. and that I think that that's going to be a huge cliffhanger moment where his sword catches on May, fire well, I think it's going to be awesome yeah cool that would be great I uh, I do think that as weird as it sounds this episode hurt John Stock to me because it was proven that he really isn't it was proven to me at least if there are two characters really in the running to to be either king or queen between Danny and Jon Snow which is sort of what it's summing up to be right that it hurt him because it shows he doesn't really have leadership capabilities he just has I don't think he really wants I'm to not be saying king he though. does but I'm just saying it looked at least for a long part of the season when he was reborn and leading people south and all that stuff that he was going to be a big leader in Westeros. I don't know if he will. I think he'll be a great commander, but the question is sort of open now. Does he have a capability of leading? Right. Um, the flip side of the coin is he is the guy that's willing to be the first one in the battle, um, and he's the one that's willing to get right into the thick of it. Yeah. That's kind of the flip side I of the I wonder, coin. though, if it means just how he's being portrayed because simply because he was so predictable and so basically easily used by Sansa that I wonder if it means he is going to be like part of Danny's cabinet almost with Tyrion. It's possible as almost like Tyrion's the hand of the King. He's like the minister of war or whatever, or sorry, he's like the King's guard, the captain, of the King's guard sort of situation. Yeah. But I, and I also have a new, I have a new prediction for the end of the show. I think they're going to conquer I don't know who, but I think someone's going to be sitting on the Iron Throne that's not Tommen and not the Lannisters. And I think they are going to... uh, The last scene of the show is them preparing to go fight the White Walkers. I think that the last scene of the show is just going to be Danny and her ships sailing to Westeros. I'm not talking about this season. I'm talking about, about like, in the end. The whole whole thing. thing. They will conquer... Because I think it's more about the South now. That's where everyone's heading. They would have to turn a complete dime to all head north. So you think it's ju- you think the end of the show is them going to be just preparing? To I fight think, the White and Walkers. I think it's going to be a, a like kind of motley crew. It's going to be led by like Jamie Lannister, Jon Snow, Danny. Danny. I think it's going to be motley. I'm into it. I'm really, and I think Jamie. Right. Jamie's also Jamie and Arya are on the redemption tours of Westeros right now. Yeah, I definitely think that we're going to get the fight with the White And Rockers. I also, I hope it happens. You think we will in the series? Yeah. I hope it happens, but I am really excited for either next episode or whenever when uh, John and Arya meet again because they had amazing an amazing relationship before, and they, I mean, in hindsight, it's pretty ridiculous they're both still alive, although I guess John, John died. Yes. John, John, John has died, died, so <laughs> whatever. 
All right, I'm excited though. This whole conversation got me really, really I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be one. I think usually the episode episode nines are the great ones. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, I don't know how you topped this. Incredible. But I think that this next upcoming episode is going to be like a truly, truly next level episode. And it is also the longest episode of TV in the history. This one was pretty long, I will say. By the end, I was like the next one. The next one. The next one was noticeably long. I think I was like emotionally exhausted by the end of it. I wasn't even like yeah. I'm pretty excited. I think that I'm going to watch it again right before episode 10. It's good. It's a good plan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's a good plan. It's a very good plan. <laughs> All right. So that's it. All right, man. That um, is it. Check out. We'll have, what were you going to say? I said we'll have our uh, final, our final, next uh, week. final one next week. It's pretty week. crazy. Uh, check out our full podcast. Really, I re- highly recommend the Staten Island one that we released on Monday. It was yeah. Pretty great, uh, a lot of fun to make. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you may, if you if may say so yourself. Say so ourselves. Um, follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. I'm Nick Feynman. He's Jake Seawalk, and like we always say, we'll do better next time. Stay toasty out there. This week's Game of Thrones recap was produced by Nick Feynman and Jake Seawalk in association with Team Panther Productions. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes, and for more information, please visit schmearsthedeal.com.